Welcome to the VVV Podcast. Today, we are joined by Ran Yi, the CEO of Audley Network. Audley Network is a permissionless, decentralized exchange protocol and modular ecosystem built on top of NIA. It uses an on-chain order book to provide a platform complete with a risk engine, matching engine, and shared asset pools for dApps to build on top of. dApps built on the Orderly Network will allow for financial instruments such as spot trading, margin trading, perpetual swaps, lending, borrowing, and more. With the help of their incubators, Wu Network and Nia, they are able to leverage the knowledge and experience from both teams in order to achieve their vision. Welcome, Ren. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Very well. Thank you for joining. So, how about we get started with an overview of the Orderly Network, what you guys are building, what your tech is doing, and just a general overview of all the different aspects. Yes, sure. Um, Great to meet everyone. I'm Ran, co-founder of Orderly Network. Um, we're a uh, we're trying to be the next generation protocol of which um, the future uh, DeFi DApps will be built on top of. What that means is, uh, I mean, our overall thesis is that in the future, DeFi is is bigger than CFI, as evident in some of the in the latest CFI crisis, starting with um, you know 3AC and Gen- uh, Celsius and, and such. We think, D, I mean, DeFi is a lot more transparent. Um, a lot, there's a lot more freedom, uh, and, uh, and and a lot more participation and governance. And there's a fairer distribution structure of benefits. And we want to enable that at Orderly, uh, built on top of Near. Um, so we're uh, infrastructure, and uh, we have a team who's very experienced at building out trading infrastructure, um, and trading on DeFi. And CFI, and we want to provide the best infrastructure for the future DApps to build, um, and uh, we want to incentivize all the other contributors and give all the benefits back to the contributors. And how do you intend to build that exactly? Yes, sure. So we have um, qu- quite a few pieces. So currently, Orderly Mainnet is already live on Near. Um, we had the, the testnet running for about two months. Um, there's, uh, and then the main, the main net li- went live, I believe, two weeks ago. And we're experiencing about 5 to $8 million of um, volume per day currently. And um, what it is is there's different modules of which uh, decentralized applications would be built on top. Um, starting off with, so starting off with um, excuse me one second. Um, starting off with decentralized order book, um, which is what's built currently. Um, so uh, we are we have a full order book with five pairs on orderly currently, and then Wudex is the first application on top. So if you go to dex.wu.org, you can see the structure where um, you, you can see the order books. There's there's uh, four to eight market makers quoting on these order books. Um, <clears throat> There's a smart contract that stores all the assets. So, so it's like a, if you have a near wallet, it's a one-click 
um, deposit and one click withdrawal and the trading happens uh, you know, all in real time. Currently it's still centralized matching and decentralized um, custody. Uh, and we're looking to build this into uh, decentralized matching as well in the future. So we're starting off with a spot order book, um, moving on to perps, and then you'll see uh, you know, uh, swaps and, and community pools, so lending, borrowing, these types of infrastructure in the, in the near future. <clears throat> and what was your original thought behind building orderly? Like, what did you see going wrong in the rest of the space? Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, we we have uh, a few uh, companies. So my partners and I have a few companies in the, in the crypto space, starting off with uh, Kronos, which is a trading firm, uh, trading high-frequency trading across different DeFi and CeFi venues. So there's p different pain points as a trader. Um, you know, centralized exchanges now are much better than uh, like five years ago, four years ago when we started first started. But decentralized infrastructure is still in the very early stages. Um, the UI UX is not up to par yet with CEXs. Um, there's too many clicks. Um, there's a lot of bridging. Um, there's there's not it's not, it's not a very user friendly um, type of UI UX. Um, so I think there's a lot of room to improve, and DeFi, um, you know, needs to improve on on all this. Uh, that's one. So the UI UX. Um, two, uh, you know, there's the liquidity is great for uh, for you know tail assets in AMMs, which is a, a great invention. But in terms of order books, I think uh, the liquidity and the general experience is still cannot compare to um, to CFI. DYDX has done a great job. You know, Kronos, our trading company, actually trades trades a lot on DYDX, uh, one of the larger market makers there. And, uh, but, you know, DeFi uh, infrastructure, it's still kind of missing uh, your key order book infrastructure. Uh, Serum tried to do it, um, but, you know, Solana has their own issues. And, um, you know, we, we really like the near team and their tech. And uh, we want to build, you know, the missing kind of the, 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 the multi-chain infrastructure for the future where uh, there will be embedded liquidity and dApps can connect to that liquidity via order books um, in you know the shortest time, shortest time possible, and use on top should be able to trade just like they do on a centralized exchange, but um, less less hassle. And what is the core technology that has allowed you to bring the performance up to par with a centralized exchange? Yes, so we're a hybrid. Uh, so Orderly is currently a hybrid. Um, we're optimizing for performance now. Uh, so hence the centralized order book um, and building out the decentralized order book. So I think there's very little teams in DeFi that have like CFI exchange experience. Um, so Orderly is incubated by Wu and Nier. Wu is a exchange. It actually is, has a centralized and decentralized exchange. Um, The, the DEX calls, uh, is, is called Wufi. Uh, so the core team actually has that experience of building a centralized exchange. And that's really important to getting the order book done. Um, and having the order book done is not enough. There needs to be liquidities, right? So then 
as someone who has, um, you know, we have a trading background and we have a, a market maker to support um, this whole process. And we've brought on many great partners, uh, other market makers like, um, like Ledger Prime, uh, AlphaGrep, these guys who are world-class market makers to provide liquidity and many more. Um, you know, Alameda, Jump, they all invested in Orderly. Uh, Amber, GSR, these guys. Uh, they are expected to trade on orderly at some point. So I think we're able to, the second component is liquidity. There has to be adequate liquidity uh, in this whole thing to make it all work, right? So the infrastructure, uh, i.e. the tech, um, plus the liquidity um, is, is pretty critical uh, to this. And the third part is uh, in terms of growth, right? So we have a decent amount of growth, growth experience growing the ecosystem and the user base uh, at Wu. I think this is something that perhaps um, a lot of DeFi uh, projects uh, kind of lack um, that, that experience. And then um, once we combine that with um, some of the very the DeFi native structures um, like incentivization and governance uh, and, uh, you know, share, like, sh um, contribute to liquidity, um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting structure that allows us um, to accomplish this. Thank you. And you, one of your goals is to move fully on chain, right? How do you achieve that? And how long do you estimate that's going to take? Right. Um, so we're already uh, building out the on-chain piece. At uh, the exact time, uh, it's, it's, on, it's probably sometime next year. It's uncertain currently, but I think the, the, the point is not, um, it's still optimizing for performance currently, right? Like ideally our, our ideal goal is that as a user for any one of the D apps built on top of Orderly, currently it's just Woodex. Ref um, has already announced that they will be building on Orderly and there's many projects in the pipeline um, that we're, we're releasing soon. And um, for each one of those D apps, we want the best user experience possible. So they can one click, you know, from any chain, ideally, to this D app um, and be able to deposit and trade and withdraw uh, seamlessly. So without the bridging process, ideally. Um, and we want to onboard all types of um, apps, such as, you know, to earn apps and on Rails and such on top of the Orderly layer. Uh, and, you know, we're, we just recently got invested in by a TradFi, a big TradFi institution um, who will also work with us to achieve that. Um, so we're working hard on the institutional angle. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that, that we're building. So that means that everything is going to go through the Rainbow Bridge. Is that correct? Uh, that's not necessarily true. Right? We're talking to a few bridges. There are multiple bridges um, connected to Near, uh, Rainbow. There's Wormhole. So, so we're talking to a few of them, uh, and we're going we're going for the optimal solution, right? So there's other bridges that invested in Orderly, like Layer Zero. Um, so we're talking to them as well. So guys like 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 these. So it's not necessarily one solution, but we're trying to find uh, the optimal solution for this. But the idea is you want, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, the future, what it will look like is you have um, decentralized 
finances, FTXs, uh, woos, etc. And users should be able to deposit and withdraw um, from any chain, any application, um, and trade right directly into this liquidity layer. And everything's transparent, right? That's 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 ideal. So it's not kind of like the black box it is today with centralized exchanges, uh, but it still has the user experience of centralized exchanges. And uh, and uh, there's more uh, Web3 components, right? Like governance, like shared economics, where there's more participation um, from, from users, uh, from contributors, right? And all the benefits goes back to contributors, whether they're, they're traders, they're stakers, they're builders, right? So to make it a really big ecosystem that's shared by everyone. I mean, I think that's the end goal. Yes, thank you. And I, I have two questions. <clears throat> they, they both tie in uh, together. And this is a, a topic which has come up quite a few times within our community. So the, the first part of the question is, bridges have known risks, uh, excuse, excuse me, bridges have known risks are commonly compromised. How do you seek to mitigate those risks for users, especially when you have a professional trader wanting to bridge millions of dollars over to your platform? And then the other question uh, by one of our live listeners is, as some hacks happened to different kinds of bridges, my question refers to that. Is Orderly Network and Rainbow Bridge, for example, been reviewed by external parties like Hack and Club? Is the security report available? Right, right. That's a great question. Uh, so currently, the bridge is still separate from Orderly, right? So then, you know, enabling users from any chain to connect to Orderly, that's something in the future. Um, currently, the bridge is... So, so users will still have to bridge from Ethereum via rainbow to to uh near first and then deposit into orderly currently uh but we envision a future that uh that where that middle step is uh um is not there right and in that case um the bridging the hacking of the bridge is, is very uh is a very critical issue that's something that we're working on um we so that's something in the future we don't have a solution yet um potential solutions is uh perhaps is uh, having uh, multiple asset pools in the different chains so then there's, um, there's multiple pools of assets instead of having the bridge in the middle. So we're not entirely clear on this as of yet, um, but I think we'll figure it out. And we'll certainly make sure that all the um, security measures are in place before this gets implemented. And the second question, so Orderly has been um, audited by two, um, two auditors, I believe, Certic uh, and, and another one who I forgot the name. Um, so we're very, I mean, we're very, very uh, careful about security and, and hacks. Uh, so for Wu's DeFi infrastructure, there has not been uh, any security issue as of yet, knock on wood. Um, but this is something that we're very prudent on. And what's the sentiment amongst your institutional partners? Do they see those bridges as a potential risk? Uh, well, well, currently the risk is separated from orderly itself. Uh, so the, ri the risk belongs to Rainbow currently. Uh, but I think everyone is skeptical of bridges given the hacks um, that's happened. Uh, and this is something that, um, well, you know, we're very well aware of. Although there's, you know, despite this happening, there's not, um, 
there hasn't been a ton of concerns from the institutions that we're dealing with uh, regarding like the Rainbow Bridge, for instance. Um, you know, like Wormhole has been hacked and then the, the, team, the founding team, uh, the, the founding company, uh, you know, put up, put up the capital to, to uh, make everyone whole, right? Um, so the issue, the, the bridges on near the two main ones, there hasn't been uh, issues that are uh, that are critical uh, to their well, to their survival. Um, yeah. Could you maybe also elaborate why you specifically chose near to build on? Yes, um, that's a great question. So. <clears throat> Uh, we so the Wu team met Ilya and the Near team a few years ago with Dragonfly as uh, an investor who invested in both of us, and it, you know it was a great conversation with Ilya. Uh, like they're true dreamers and believers in Web three, and they really want to bring one billion users to Near. Um, and these are guys who are not in it for the money. I think they they have they have a dream. Uh, they they really seek to accomplish this. Um, and they're super, super smart and tech savvy. It's one of the most, they're one of the most intelligent tech teams I've, like we've never ever met. So like, and it's been great working with them thus far. They've been extremely supportive. They come up, you know, they, they've come out with many innovative products and solutions. I mean, the speed at which they got uh, Aurora up, which is their, um, their EVM layer was, was, you know, astounding. Um, so, you know, working with them has been a great experience uh, thus far. We thought uh, they had the right technology, the right mindset and attitude and integrity for this. And we really wanted to, to work with them. Um, so, and in terms of marketing and business development, uh, they're, they've been more and more active and we're helping them uh, with that. And, uh, you know, the team has been, been great to work with so far and really supportive of Waterley. I have a maybe somewhat esoterical follow-up follow-up question, but how important to you personally is the chemistry between the individuals and the companies and potentially even investors you work with? Like, do you ever compromise? You know, someone maybe being less likable, or you know, someone having less chemistry with you, or sharing less values with you, as long as they provide enough upside for you or do you strictly follow that you only work with people where the the values and the vision aligns right that's a great question uh definitely the the former what you first said we really care about values and integrity and just having a greater um a greater purpose right we believe that the near teams the near team has this and, you know, even in terms of picking the investors for Orderly, um, you know, we, we pick people who can really, you know, help grow the ecosystem because it's all about getting the tokens, uh, well, getting the, um, you know, the, just having the, having the upside be shared with people who can help the system grow, right? Um, that's why we have a bunch of market makers like Jump, Alameda, uh, a bunch of builders, um, you know, Radium, Kobo, Layer Zero, uh, exchanges. So everyone, and, and some of the, the VCs that really, uh, really, you know, invested in Near and 
invested in Wu, like Pantera, you know, Three Arrows, um, even though they, you know, what happened to them, but they were quite supportive of, of, of both ecosystems. Um, and yeah, so, so it was, it was very strategic in, in nature and, um, you know, with, with the exception of, uh, of 3AC, everyone, everyone is still, uh, very much, uh, with us. And we believe that, you know, that's the, only, that's the only way that that would work. So for us, it's not, it's not financial. I, I think for the, for the investors, they're very, they're strategic. It's not, it's not financial and it's all about being able to mutually support and, and grow from this ecosystem. I think that's how the near guys think as well. So it's never really about the upside. Um, for us, uh, it's about building something truly big that people we all believe in and can contribute to. And you know, just talking about the near, um, they they did a race, they did a big race. So, so we 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 did a token swap. So the Wu team did a token swap with near last year, and then they did a raise, and it kind of proved our um, observations about them in that they were invested in by. Um, you know, Tiger, like a lot of these big names, they raised like, I think, $400 million. Um, and, uh, you know, it's almost a perfect storm. Uh, like, it's it's unfortunate what happened to Luna, but, you know, the rust space chains, um, there's there's issue, there's been, you know, outage issues with Solana. Uh, Terra's obviously uh, not doing well. So, Nier is, is the, it's kind of the last man standing in terms of Rust-based chains, yeah. Would you also agree that, you know, if your values and if your vision is very clear and very convincing, that when you start to raise money, that money itself really becomes a commodity? Because what I've observed is that the projects, which are like really, really well-founded with well-established teams, they pretty much have access to infinite money. So as a VC like us, for example, we know that we have to provide value way beyond the money because, you know, if you, for example, have access to infinite money, then what's the value proposition you are actually looking for in your investment partners? And you, you elaborated on this already where you said that you want people or you want investors who can help you grow the ecosystem. But could you maybe share some more insights into uh, whether or not my statement is actually true, like if, if raising capital for the top projects is actually not that hard. And then furthermore, how your partners actively help you with increasing the scope of success of orderly and the likelihood of success. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. Um, it you know, we're fortunate in that it was not so difficult for us to raise capital. Uh, the 20 million was, you know, oversubscribed. <clears throat> we had to cut investors down, but it was a it was a better market than now. I don't know if we can accomplish that now, um, but we were very much oversubscribed. You know, we have some of the big names like Pantera, Sequoia, um, invest investing in in orderly, uh, and I think it's yeah, it's definitely about um, yeah, the top projects uh, you know can pick their investors and uh, ask them to provide value, right? Um, and so we really value that. So from everything from recruiting, which a bunch of guys helped us out with, to branding, to thought pieces, you know, like Pantera doing a, an article about us, Sequoia helping us recruit, exchanges, obviously for, for listing later, 
for integrating with you know NEP forty one forty one tokens, um, and just builders, right? Builders obviously to build on top of orderly. These are all super important for us, and and that's why we were strategic in picking out the different types of investors. And we're investors ourselves. Um, even with orderly, we're creating uh, an, an incubator invest, uh, an investment vehicle to invest in ecosystem. Uh, we actually made one investment already that will be announced later. So these are future builders and partners of Orderly, whether they're trading tools or infrastructure that we'll build on top, like Dexis, uh, any sort of DeFi apps or um, high traffic types of apps like um, like Sweat that just uh, recently launched on Near. So these are all types of uh, uh, partnerships that we want to look for, and we, we would definitely want to invest in our partners and get everyone uh, interest aligned. And obviously, if you cannot share all the names, then, then uh, don't share them. But is there other, other projects than WuFi building on Orderly? I, I assume yes, right? Yes. So Ref is the Ref is one that's public. There's a few more that hasn't been announced yet. So Ref Finance, okay. that's the largest um, uh, you know, protocol in the year. Okay, thank you. And uh, another community question, uh, which came in a few minutes ago, is: Will you support other third-party trading tools such as MetaTrader? Supporting such tools will attract many traders from foreign exchanges, uh, from foreign currencies, and stock market. Yes, we uh, well actually don't know much about MetaTrader, unfortunately, but happy to chat. Um, Arjun is on the space. He's our CEO and head of partnerships. Uh, feel free to DM uh, myself or DM Arjun. Or definitely happy to chat. Any sort of trading tools that can plug into Orderly, be a front end. Uh, we can. Uh, we're, we're happy to to, to chat with you. Um, we're looking for any any tools as such, and we have the full support of um, you know Proximity Labs and near to, to make this happen um, for, for the near ecosystem and orderly. And how do you actively incentivize either pro traders, for example, to use the orderly network, or how do you incentivize those builders coming to you or building on your platform or simply, you know, incentivizing them to plug their tools into what you're building? Right, I think a few um, a few ways. So from the builders themselves, uh, we may be able to invest if it's a new builder. There can be grants given from us uh, and from um, the near ecosystem. Uh, we provide uh, tech support to build on top, and we try to make it as easy as possible to build. There's a there's a fifty fifty. Um, there's a there's a very like large percentage of uh, fees that that's shared with the, the builders, the UI builders. So it, it almost wouldn't make any sense for them to to not to not do otherwise, right? Because it's like an equal split between us and all the liquidity is already provided uh, for them. So uh, I think it's we want to make it like an offer that no one uh, really would, would like to refuse uh, to build on top of orderly. Um, this is just on the incentive side and, and you know, there, there'll be incentives, um, uh, later when, you know, post, uh, post token. Um, but from, 
uh, from, you know, from the traffic side, we actually have quite a bit of traffic, uh, even at the Wu ecosystem and growing in the orderly ecosystem. Uh, and we anticipate our followers and community to grow further. So traffic is another, is another angle for, uh, for the builders. Um, we can help these builders raise capital uh, as well from our partners, um, including some of the names I mentioned before and more. We can even help with listings uh, and uh, liquidity provision for these guys. So there's a lot of things that um, we can help with. And we're actually ex very experienced at the post investments, post listing funds from our, um, from, you know, our partner, our in incubator projects like, like Wu. Right. So, you know, builders, like we're, we're happy to chat with you and to see how we can help and support. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you. And do you, by the way, plan to raise another round for the orderly network yourselves or are you already fully funded? Uh, for us, yeah, we're not in short of capital. Um, that's for sure. But we do, again, want to get everyone's, the, the contributor's interest aligned, right? So we will have future funding rounds um, I'm not sure when exactly yet, but uh, it will happen. And, you know, it won't necessarily just be for the kind of the institutions um, that invested in orderly, um, but it will for, be for contributors, right? So then we want, again, we want everyone's interests aligned. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's what it's about and building out the ecosystem. Uh, it's not necessarily for the capital. Okay, thank you. And uh, I have a very technical question by Mike. So he has just asked, by placing all stages of an order onto the blockchain, doesn't that make it a time-consuming process of asking every node to permanently store the order via miners and as well paying a fee? Do you think this could hold back adoption? Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, so currently we're optimizing for, for performance. So the on-chain activities are the depositing and withdrawing from the smart contract. And you can see the smart contract you know, loud and clear on near and how many asset, how much assets uh, are in the smart contract. But the actual trading itself uh, is done off chain. So this is kind of similar to uh, like DYDX, I would say, um, where, you know, optimizing for performance, not every trade and not every order placed or canceled is on chain. But we're working, we're looking at a solution. Uh, we're working closely with Near on the fully on-chain solution. Uh, so, so the thing, the good thing about Orderly is that it's modulized, right? So the order book, the spot order book is one module. The off-chain, the, the off-chain order book in its current form, and the future on-chain order book, and like the perps order book, they're different modules. So a DApp can choose which module they're going to use, right? So all the DApps are going to use the off-chain order book currently but they may um, use the on-chain order book once it comes out, uh, if it doesn't uh, sacrifice performance. And they may even ha use a combination of the two, right? Like in an aggregated form. Um, and they may just have to just use spot or just uh, integrate perps, uh, it's up to them, right? So we're kind of modeling this off of um, TradFi, where, uh, you know, the custodian and the, the matching and the, the brokerage is, is separate. Um, rather than, you know, what CXs are now, which is everything combined. 
you know, you have a, a couple of institutional investors, right? Do they see the, what you're building as a threat to what they offer? Or is there, you know, what's their perspective? Well, they actually see it as complimentary. So then the, the TradFi um, guys who invested in us, uh, let's say it's a brokerage, then they're very interested in plugging into orderly infra and its liquidity. They want a transparent way, an easy way for, the, for their clients to have access to crypto, uh, liquidity and crypto yields, right? So that's what they're after. They're even interested in um, reviving some of their uh, illiquid assets in the form of like tokenized securities. Uh, and if that were to you know, be listed to, to be listed on orderly and have all these market makers market make for that, assuming all the compliance and KYC uh, checks out, then you know, there's better liquidity for their illiquid assets. Right. So this is something that's perhaps further down the future, but it's, we're exploring this as well. Um, so there's many angles with institutions. They definitely see us as more of a compliment than a competitor um, because we're like the back end infrastructure for them. Okay. And, and how do you navigate the regulatory environment, especially regarding KYC, anti-money laundering? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're exploring this actively with uh, some of our investors and partners. Um, it's not super clear as, as of yet, but it may take it in the form of uh, permission order books, right? So separating out the public one and, and different permission ones uh, for different types of of users i mean the good thing also is that we're more the back end so the front end guys they have they perhaps have their uh, licenses already so then we don't necessarily need you know all the regulatory uh, hurdle you know we don't necessarily need all the regulatory licenses that they have as being the front end <clears throat> and how does your business model work i assume it's mostly based on fees is that correct Yes. Um, yes, yeah, so there's trading fees, right? It's it's relatively low trading fees um, compared to DeFi. I think it's, it's probably on par with CeFi. And the fees um, are split. It's going to be very transparent how it gets split. Uh, I don't I, I don't know if we publish it. I don't think we publish the tokenomics now, so I, I can't talk too much about it. But basically, anyone who's a contributor, whether they're um, a, a build a UI hoster, what we call the, the, the apps we build on top. Whether they're a trader, whether they're a staker, it'll be it'll be you know given all to these guys, um, and for, they further bring bring back more users and traffic to the ecosystem, right? So it's it's fees, but there will be um, other other revenue sources um, later. And do you see any competitors to what you do? Or are you currently the only ones doing this? Well, there are a few order book dexes out there, right? Um, but we're more order book infrastructure, right? We're not trying to be a dex. We're trying to enable other DeFi applications, not necessarily just dexes, uh, to build on top. So more enabler. We're starting with near, and we want to, our vision is going multi-chain because I think that's where the future lies, right? It's not just going to be on, on one chain. Um, and that, I, I haven't, we haven't seen people trying to accomplish that goal. Uh, I, there, there are inklings uh, of guys who are trying to do this now, I believe. 
but I think we're, you know, currently uh, there's, there's few competitors. And in terms of DeFi, I would say that there's less worry about competition because this whole space is so small compared to CeFi. And then crypto is so small compared to like TradFi and just the market cap in general. So we don't worry too much about competition rather than building out the perfect product and infra for builders and later for users. Okay, since you mentioned that you wanted to potentially go multi-chain, um, did you consider Solana or the Avalanche subnets or Polkadot? Or which would be the first chain to go to for you? Uh, this is uncertain uh, yet, but I'd imagine a few. So Solana, um, given their current issues, I'm not sure. But so on the Wu side, we have experience building on many different chains. So, so WuFi is already a multi-chain swap. Um, and now there's the DEX, right? The order book. The swap is built on Polygon, uh, Binance Chain, Avalanche, and Phantom. So we have plenty of experience building on the EVM chains. Um, and we have the, the relationships and the support of those ecosystems. So for us to enter those chains, it's, um, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not a huge build for us. Uh, yeah. And what are your thoughts on sharding on Ethereum? Do you think it could potentially bring problems to Nier? Um, yeah, perhaps. You know, I'm not an expert on this stuff, uh, but you know, if Ethereum, you know, Ethereum getting more more scalability and uh, lower transaction costs, that's obviously um, you know good for Ethereum, right? Uh, and perhaps less so for other ecosystems. But uh, it's not something that we're super worried about um, currently, and we want to help here develop their ecosystem currently so not too worried about that okay thank you it looks like the debts built on orderly network share the liquidity if one debt built on orderly network is compromised then are the others affected too if not how does the protection work Um, well, you can think of, uh, no, well, the others wouldn't be affected, right? So then uh, the orders the orders are shared. So then if one is compromised, um, you're saying the assets, the assets shouldn't affect each other. Unless all of, unless the orderly, um, you know, smart contract gets hacked where the assets sits, uh, the dApps shouldn't affect each other. But this, okay, is so a, one... this, is a, this is a good question. This is a better question for our CTO, who's unfortunately not on the call. Uh, he's actually better fit to answer this question. Okay. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, no worries at all. Let me see. Um, we have a plethora of other questions lined up, but let me um, skip the technical ones. And let's jump maybe into some... And again, you know, if, if anything of this is off limits, then uh, just let me know. How will the future token work within the orderly network? Um, I don't think I can reveal too much about tokenomics yet. 
um, except that there, there is a, there will be a, a token. Uh, but um, you know, we, we have we have something like we have it thought out pretty well, and we're actively working on this with a bunch of our our investors. Um, and um, you know, I, I can't say too much about about it right now, uh, but. I think the ethos of orderly is that, again, we want all the value add to be um, given back to the contributors. And a big piece of this is gonna be the, uh, you know, the token holders and the contributors in the, in the, in the governance. Thank you. And someone said the layer one war is still ongoing and there's a possibility of near potentially becoming obsolete. Do we have any plan if that would be the case? Um, oh, so you're, this is talking about the base chain. So I think yes. the near guys, yeah, the near guys, um, I would need support from the near guys for this question. But that being said, we do have backup plans if that were to be the trajectory, which I don't think it is. Um, I think Nier is, again, they have a great team, great vision, integrity. Uh, they have the tech, they have the funding. Um, and I feel that it's like Solana, you know, when Serum happened, right? So I guess you can think of us as like the Serum of Solana, uh, but more modulized uh, and, and more multi-chain, right? So that's, that's a simple analogy. Um, and that, I mean, we're, we're good friends with the radium guys when, and that's kind of what really drove salon in the beginning, I would say, uh, you know, the combination of radium put on, on serum, uh, and such and the drove kind of kickstarted all the traffic, uh, to Solana. Um, and I, I like from our perspective, we, we have high conviction that, that near will uh be here to stay um, but if that were to not pan out for any number of reasons we do have backup plans so again, again the um, the goal is to be multi-chain in the future because that's what the future of blockchain will look like yes thank you and the the non-native tokens and coins on near are they being wrapped in order to trade them and will you be using any custodians? Right. So, so the current assets for non-native, so they are, so the Rainbow Bridge, right? So Rainbow Bridge, Wormhole, they do have different versions of the wrapped assets. Um, the current wrapped assets on orderly, uh, like ETH, it is rainbow wrapped, right? Um, but, um, you know, near is so so like like uh, USDC, uh, Tether. Uh, they're working with those entities to actually create um, to create uh, non-wrapped version, like native near uh, versions. Right? I think I think Tether is already live. Okay, thank you. How does having an order book on chain help with the slippage and liquidity issues of a decentralized exchange? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, 
I would say, uh, so, so one reason is that um, liquidity is, I think it's more scalable on chain um, in that DeFi is composable, right? So, cur so currently more single chain, but later cross chain. And I, you can imagine a world where, um, you know, through, through aggregators, through on-chain market makers, where all the liquidity kind of uh, just gets aggregated um, in DeFi uh, across AMMs, PMMs, order books. And that can be reflected um, in an order book structure or even in the swap structure. Uh, but it's, uh, it's tougher in like an AMM structure due to, due to, the, their, due to that equation. Um, but this is an easier process to do than for CX because CXs are not interoperable, right? Uh, so I think there will be a future when liquidity, and it's already so for AMMs, for alts, right? For tail assets, uh, that DeFi has better liquidity than CFI. And I think there is a future where that would happen for the majors, right? I think it's already happening for, for stable coins, stable coin swaps. So I can see that happening pretty quickly. Uh, that's just by nature, on DeFi. And then the, you know, the transparency that DeFi offers is really more conducive to just people using it in general and parking assets than centralizing changes, right? <clears throat> um, so I think these are uh, two of the main reasons. Thank you. And the next question is, are the same community pools available for all DEXs on Orderly or does each DEX have to build their own? Is there any issues from sharing those pools? Yes, um, it will be available for, so there will be, that's a great question. There'll be shared infrastructure for all the dApps on Orderly. Um, so what we're actually trying to do with the community pools is that um, to make permissionless listing of assets on an order book, which is something that hasn't been done before. So community pools, I think will happen um, early next year. And this is where any asset can deposit their asset into these pools, um, whether stables, whether it's their own assets, and there can be incentives from, from us, from them, and any market maker who uh, will, will take, will, will, is willing to borrow and provide liquidity for those assets given um, market making uh, uh, quotas, like, like, slip, like uptime, um, spreads and, and such. Uh, so basically, anyone, any market maker who borrows from these assets, like a whitelisted um, group of market makers who borrows from these pools and provide liquidity that meets a certain standard, uh, will automatically get listed, right? And any of the dApps can take take that pair and list on on their on their dApp. So we want it to be as permissionless as possible to get an asset uh, listed on an order book. Yes, thank you. Can we elaborate more on the on-chain risk engines on your roadmap? Yes, the risk engine, again, is a module, right? So this applies to anything that requires liquidation, whether it's perps, whether it's margin. Um, so it's like the liquidator for, uh, for leverage, right? And it will be separate because it can be applied to lending protocols as well, right? Not just to trading. So let's say borrow cash, there's a liquidated position they can plug into this liquidator. And the liquidation happens in a very 
uh, smooth and cheap way for the user. So to, to, to guarantee, again, best execution. And market makers can quote on that liquidator like they quote on orderly. Okay, thank you. And will those protocols building on top of orderly generate their revenue exclusively by charging more fees on top of the orderly network trading fees? Or again, is it all included in the base fee structure where you're splitting the fees? And to follow up with that, will you generate any revenue from those protocols aside from the trading fees? Um, so it's a, it's a split between, so WooDex and um, WooFi Dex and Orderly, I think it's a 50-50 split between, for the fees, right? So there's automatically, it's a, it's a split on the, on the fees. But if the protocol were to charge a spread on top, I, I mean, they can go ahead, right? They can do whatever it makes sense for them and their users, um, but they'll always get that 50%. Uh, the incentive structure might change post-token. Um, I'm not sure what it will change to, but uh, so there's, our, there's, that, there's that baseline no matter what. And, you know, the protocol, the DEXs on top can use their imagination to uh, whatever works for them and their users. Yes, thank you. And another comment by our community. I can imagine the reduced gas prices paired with increased trading volume impacting users' decision to transfer onto DeFi exchanges. How does Orderly plan to tap into this potential market share and attract more users? I'm sorry, I, I didn't get the first part of the question. Oh, apologies. I can imagine the reduced gas prices paired with increased trading volume impacting users' decision to transfer onto DeFi exchanges. Oh, got it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that that trend is happening. So again, it's the I think it's a I believe DeFi is only five-ish percent of all crypto volumes, and I think that's been an upward trend. And I believe that will keep trending up until eventually, perhaps DeFi will be higher volumes than CeFi. Uh, so we are definitely trying to capture that trend again with products that. Um, builders and users like um, so the you know the builder the builder side is obviously orderly and an example of the the DApp side is, is Wufidex and there will be more and more built on top um, and I think at the end of the day it's about the products right and we want orderly to be fully owned by its contributors right so then that they can uh, we have all the incentives aligned. They can help orderly grow via marketing, via community, via business development, building listings and such, right? So, which is why we want to give all the um, revenues back to the contributors, you know, including the team, right? Uh, and I think that's what Web3 is all about. Uh, and that's how it can be a stickier and bigger ecosystem when everyone shares the economics uh, and uh, eventually governance. Um, yeah, and that's, that, that's, that's, that would be uh, like, that would create this flywheel that can propel orderly to grow. And it's not about us. We're just the initiators of the project. 
it's about the future builders, uh, the contributors, and uh, you know everyone who's uh, you know who 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 wants to have uh, the same user experience in DeFi uh, as CeFi without the worries of um, of any sort of bug pull. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you, Ryan. And guys, for all of you listening, if you haven't retweeted the event yet, I would be very much appreciative if you guys could guys could leave a retweet, if you could leave a like, and show our guests uh, some appreciation for their time. And Ren, you mentioned a couple of times, um, you know, what Web3 is all about and, and your vision of a multi-chain environment. What excites you the most about where the space is headed? Because I assume the, the bear market uh, doesn't frighten you in, in the least. So where do you currently see the big upside lying in the future? Right. I think we're, we're still at the very beginning. Um, it's like 2000, year 2000 for the internet, right? So I'm sure you've heard this many times before. But uh, for DeFi, I think we're super early. Uh, there's a lot of innovative things happening. You know, you know, like perps as a percentage of um, volumes are small compared to spot. Um, so that's different to C5. Uh, so I think there, there's like, uh, there's, there's a ton of um, growth there. The UI UX is not good uh, and it's all improving, right? So again, you can imagine a world where DeFi has an equal, if not better user experience. Than C5, and it's going to be a lot more interactive and a lot more interesting because it will be built by a lot of people, right? And instead of building by mostly by a centralized company, um, which is are the, the CXs out there, uh, that's very exciting. And um, you know, there's a lot of thing, there's a lot of items that are uh, like NFTs, like uh, social, um, like metaverse, these types of projects that are going outside the, the crypto native circles and bring in more users, right? There's, there's probably about 200 million um, crypto, 200 to 300 million crypto users uh, around the world and that's growing, right? Uh, a lot of it is via these, um, you know, like NFTs and, and, and metaverse and GameFi and such. So that's, that's very exciting as well. And we're very early in each of those, you know? Um, and I can, I can imagine really cool like AAA games later and NFTs that have utility and, and such, right? And that's all getting built. So the space in, in five years, I think is just extremely exciting. And you know, with social applications uh, using, using the blockchain for messaging, perhaps for, for other things. Uh, and all of that um, needs financialization, right? Whether it's like, NFTs or um, or just like a swap embedded in a social app or you've, you've seen that in <clears throat> things like Stepin and, and games. And Orderly can uh, be the infrastructure for all of, all of that because uh, everyone will need um, some sort of a trading function, a borrowing, lending, yield, uh, and such. And the great thing about DeFi is everything is interoperable, right? Uh, and, and open. So the efficiency is really high and people will build really fast and the whole ecosystem, the whole, the whole ecosystem will accelerate um, quickly. Uh, and that's just super, it's super exciting to be able to 
provide infrastructure for this fast uh, growing space and to support um, projects uh, that can that are building. Is the five years which you mentioned the the timeline which you expect mass adoption to take before we can actually feel uh, a rise in volume in, in all uh, you know in all of the different niches within the space, or do you think there's a potential that we will see some of that over the course of the next one or two years already? I think five years is a reasonable timeline. Um, depending how you, how you define mass adoption. Um, but um, yeah, I think it could be even be sooner, you know, depending on when the next bull market is, right? Uh, and like, I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, Web3 is, it's, it's the, the crypto, the 200 million number is going to grow and it's going to grow very fast. And it's not just from the retail front, but from the institutional front. And we're, we're you know, we're closely chatting with all the institutions uh, from investors to, to banks to brokerages and they all want in right they all want access and they all want liquidity uh, and more innovative products and like everyone is coming into this space and it's, it's really exciting and I, I guess the ordinary network keeps you very very busy and focused but are there some other projects out there unrelated to what you're building which get you genuinely excited? Maybe some things no one else knows about yet. Is there something which you passionately track its progress of? Um, I tend to be quite focused on our space, um, which is more like DeFi related. But those things that I mentioned, I keep track of like gaming, um, NFTs, the different types of NFTs. Uh, you know, I, you can even imagine, I think you can even imagine when they're really good games later, right? Not uh, the, the more, the play to earn types that are labeled now when there's really good games and then there's like really hot uh, commodities and like swords in these games and people uh, trade this stuff or like trading cards. And then there's like an order book, right? On orderly that has these gaming items or a swap um, that, that there's, there's a lot of volume from, from the people who are trading and then the the trading fees are a fraction of what it is today, right? I think you can even imagine that kind of thing happening. Um, but yeah, that's that's all really exciting. Uh, uh, so 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 I keep close contact uh, track of game gaming and uh, and and social, even the social side. I, I would say you, there's not many social applications currently, or social infrastructure. And people are building out the social, social infrastructure currently, like social graphs and such. But applications are still a ways off. All right. Thank you very much, Ren. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you for introducing the Orderly Network to our listeners. And thank you very much for your time today and for sharing your expertise and insights. If there's anything else uh, which you want the listeners to know, maybe um, to follow you on Twitter or to, to find the resources of Orderly Network, um, please feel free to share anything which the audience has to hear. Yeah, thank you. For, thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. Uh, please feel free to DM myself or DM Arjun. Um, join our Discord uh, if you want to learn more. Uh, check out uh, Wi-Fi Dex, which is the first application built on top of Orderly. See if you like it. If you don't like it, uh, please give us some feedback so we can improve. Uh, 
um, and just happy to hear from everyone and uh, hope you uh, help contribute to the world of the ecosystem. Thank you. Thank you, Ren. And if by any chance you ever need, uh, you know, a bigger audience to actually test a product before it goes live, then feel always free to reach out to us. We have currently over 600 people who have signed up for alpha and beta testing. And we are working with some of our partners to test some of the software and some of the products before they actually um, get opened up to the general public for some better testing. And, you know, in fact, our audience is, is super, super good in providing condensed and, and highly um, sophisticated feedback. So again, thank you very much, Rand, for, for joining us today. And I would be glad to have you back and to hear about the, the progress you're making in the next couple of months. Awesome. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys for listening in. It was a pleasure having you. And thank you, VVV community, for the absolutely amazing questions which you have submitted. It's, it's really a pleasure to keep asking them and to hear the positive feedback of our guests. So thank you once again. Thank, thank you, Ren. And I talk to you soon, guys. Thank you. And bye-bye. This recording has been prepared and made available by VVV. It is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a solicitation to sell, buy or subscribe to any financial instruments or products. VVV does not express any opinion as to the present or future price of any instrument mentioned in this recording. The information provided in this recording is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published, but VVV, along with its directors, officers and employees, does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of this information as it may change in the future without notice. Any decision made by a party after listening to this recording shall be on the basis of its own research and not based on the information and opinions provided by VVV.